As health and wellness providers, we know that better patient outcomes require a whole person, multidisciplinary approach that we just can't provide on our own. That's why I've started the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I'll be bringing you interviews with experts, tips, tricks, secrets, resources, systems, and solutions so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And creating your wellness center won't feel like starting over. Welcome back to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, let's talk about online booking. If you're new to the name, Jane is the all-in-one practice management software that I love and use to run my practice. When it comes to seeing clients, we want to make it as easy as possible for our clients to book because an easy booking process means a completed booking. With Jane, our online booking site is directly linked to our website, and it's easy to navigate even for the least tech-savvy users. The whole booking process from start to finish takes around two minutes and can be done from any device. Jane gives clients the option to opt into text or email reminders and fill in an intake form right on the spot. The best part about all of this? We don't lose any control over our schedule, and Jane makes it easy to turn online booking off. This gives us the flexibility we need while still ensuring our schedule is accessible to our clients. If you're curious to learn more about Jane, head to jane.app and book in for a one-on-one demo with a member of their support team. They'll be able to answer any questions and see if Jane is the right fit for your practice. Welcome back, everyone, to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. Today on the show, we have Casey Compton. And Casey is on a mission to help business owners find their entrepreneurial confidence. She went from bankrupt to boss babe when she took her first company from zero to three million in less than three years without ditching her life to do it. She owns three other businesses that have accumulated assets of over two million and are growing by the day. Her superpowers include cutting through the clutter to identify a strategic starting point, increasing efficiency through systems, and tapping into a person's highest potential. She helps others by designing maps for their entrepreneurial journeys while she stands confidently as their guide. Welcome, Casey. It's so great to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. So let's jump right in and talk about your book, Fix This Next. So fix this next for healthcare providers in particular. So tell us what is the HHN? (laughs) You know, whenever I was developing this uh, framework for healthcare providers, I did not realize how difficult HHN is to say. So I apologize for that. But (laughs) it stands for the healthcare hierarchy of needs. It's it mirrors Maslow's um, hierarchy of needs, and uh, we just took more of a healthcare spin on it. Wonderful. So, I know a lot of people come to you because they need help with systems, Mm -hmm. and uh, they need to know what to do next. So, how when when someone comes to you and say, "Okay, what do I do next? How do I solve my business to do list?" Uh, Tell us more about that. 
Yeah. So I'm sure that you have a wide variety of listeners on your podcast, um, all in the health and wellness industry. And so this framework and this strategy is written specifically for them because just like with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it mirrors that of how we would treat our patients or our clients that are coming to us. So let's just say I'm a mental health therapist professionally. That's what my licensure is in. But let's say that you are a chiropractor and you have a patient that you're seeing for the first time and they come in and they have this long list of symptoms. You know how they're going to tell you everything. And you have to decide where to start. And oftentimes as healthcare and wellness providers, we're faced with a little bit of a decision. Do we treat the symptoms or do we treat the core, the problem that if we focus on, then all of the symptoms will start to fade away. And so just like a health and wellness provider, the framework that I use in Fix This Next is to help people identify what that core problem or core need is in their business so they can focus their time and attention on that so that the symptoms will pretty much work themselves out for the most part. So it's like a functional, holistic approach to your business. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. I should have used that in the book. (laughs) (laughs) It's a new tagline for you. Uh, You're getting to the root of what's going on. And Mm -hmm. that's how uh, we like to practice as healthcare providers and uh, also creates healthy businesses. So I love Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Um, So how are healthcare providers more equipped or most equipped to use this method? than anyone Mm -hmm. else. Right. So I would say a lot of people have heard of Mike Michalowicz who wrote Fix This Next, the the general non-industry specific book. And if not, read it because it's great too. And if you have read that book, you will notice that he has to go into a lot of detail as to why you have to start with the core. And so with an industry-specific book for wellness providers, I don't have to do that. We already understand why, yes, treating some of the symptoms may be easier. It may feel faster. You might be less work. Like sitting there with um, a, a client who is coming in for mental health therapy who uh, is telling me that they're not sleeping well and they're really stressed and having some headaches, you know, it'd be very easy for me to say, well, have you taken Tylenol or ibuprofen or, you know, melatonin to sleep? Or what does your exercise routine look like? Like, are you exercising too close to bedtime? Like those things are easy to talk about. But if I really start asking the right questions, there's likely that I'm going to find some trauma down there. And usually that trauma is a result of all of these symptoms. So, you know, when you ask that question, why are healthcare providers more equipped to handle this? It's because this is how we were trained. Like this is in us. This is who we are. And, you know, speaking to mental health providers, it's very rare that we're having a conversation with someone and we're not assessing their needs. Uh, you know, you can see it. You can see it in their eyes. You can hear it in their voice. Same, I'm sure, goes for um, massage therapists. Like I work with some massage therapists and sometimes they'll see me on a Zoom call and I'll have a heating pad around my neck or like I'm doing this right here. And sometimes they'll message me afterward privately and be like, hey, have you tried this? I noticed you had some issues with your neck going on. 
but it's just because that's who we are and we already understand the why of of this whole framework and why it's so important and also i think it's because at our core we are helpers we are facilitators of change and it's it's important to us and when we have such strong of a purpose sometimes it makes all of the other uncomfortable things like the things that we don't necessarily want to always deal with or handle, like talking about numbers and money and hiring people and firing people. It makes it more tolerable because we're doing it for a greater good. That's beautiful. And I really love how you've put this framework together because I truly believe that helping professionals and healthcare professionals make amazing business owners exactly Mm -hmm. for the reasons you're talking about. And I have healthcare providers come to me all the time and say, well, I was never trained in business. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have a business mind. But I disagree with that. We do have a business mind and we have a leg up in relating to people and understanding why, why cause, you know, results in effect, right? Right. Um, and we're good at getting to the root of things. Healthcare providers might need to go out and learn a bit more about how to build a spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. But the real issues of business and building teams and working together and building something that's sustainable, human to human, that healthcare providers are great at that. Absolutely. And when people come to me and say, you know, I don't have a business degree. And in my mind, and sometimes out loud, I say, well, thank God. Like, thank exactly. God. <laughs> Please don't get one. Um, because this real live type of business learning is is the best. And the only hang up that I really ever see with health and wellness providers is that, <laughs> is that sometimes they try to treat their business like they treat their patients. Sure. And in a lot of ways, that does not work. When it, when you look at your business, there are some things that are going to have to always win. Like you have to be profitable. There are these core factors in business that sometimes you may not want to do it or you may not, you know, you may want to give away all of your services for free or people that can't afford it, but you're not going to have a business much longer. And so in that way, I see sometimes I have to say you can't treat your business like a patient. But like you said, in other ways, when it comes to that human element. I see health and wellness professionals as the best marketers with the least confidence in marketing. Think about how much rapport it takes, especially anyone in the service industry. People are coming to you because they want to. I mean, there's there's millions of service providers, there's millions of um, healthcare providers. And without a strong rapport, one, you're never going to get them to talk to you. You're never going to get them to open up. You're never going to get them to come back. And so these are all skills that we learn as health and wellness providers without even realizing it. And so if we use those same exact skills in our marketing and our messaging and how we're talking to people, it gives us such an advantage. Absolutely. I do a lot of convincing also on my side of things for healthcare providers of shifting that mindset from, you know, selling, being a salesperson to making sure everyone around you knows that you exist and your extremely high quality service that they're looking for is right down the street. And there's no way they can come utilize your service and get that benefit if they don't know you're there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I'm curious, I always love to ask this question, 
you know, for brand new health and wellness providers starting out in business, what is the one piece of advice you would give them? I could give them so much advice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The one piece of advice I would give them, I'm going to say that failures are necessary. And just because you have failures doesn't mean you are a failure. And I say that I know that that's not like this big tangible piece of advice that people are going to say, okay, I'm ready now. But (laughs) I, I see that most health and wellness providers, like you just said, they don't see themselves as this confident entrepreneur. If you ask them, if you run into them on the street or at a food truck festival thingy um, over a hot dog and you say, what do you do? They're going to say, well, I'm a massage therapist or I'm a mental health therapist. I'm a counselor or, um, you know, they're going to say that they're probably not going to say I'm an entrepreneur. And so all of the work that I've done, gosh, since 2014, 15, I've just noticed that the lack of confidence in healthcare and wellness providers holds them back in so many ways. And so many of them are afraid to fail. And I think we forget that you're going to fail at certain things. Like over the last seven years, I failed in so many ways. And in the moment, it was tough and it was hard and I felt like a failure. But now looking back, I think, where would I be now without those opportunities to learn? So, you know, the first time that you flub up on your tax returns and you don't save enough money to pay the IRS, (laughs) guess what? You're not going to do that again. You're going to put a system in place to make sure that doesn't happen. And so all of these opportunities are are so precious and and they're so important. And if you go into this expecting that you're not ever going to have failures, you're wrong because you're going to, and you actually need to. It's what is going to make you a stronger health and wellness provider. It's going to make you a stronger business owner, and it's going to make you a stronger entrepreneur. If you ask me on a different day, you may get a different piece of advice, but that's what's on my brain today. (laughs) Well, it's a good one. And it's so important because you talk a lot about systems and you work with people a lot on systems. And I think systems are something that are, is just missing for new business owners most Mm -hmm. of the time. And it's okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's to be expected. But as you go along in the years or you're considering scaling, which we'll talk about next, is it's so important to have a few of those kind of flub ups or those gaps where you notice that there's a system missing so that you can put it in place. Because when you go from your first location, you want to make a second one, the gaps in your systems will become apparent immediately. Mm -hmm. Or even as you're growing your team, you're out a few new providers and then, oh, we need a new system. Hey, Wellness Center podcast listeners. This is Alex from the Jane team. After the last few months of dropping into your podcast, I get the sense that you're wearing multiple hats in your practice. So I want to let you know that our team is here to help. You don't have to run your business alone. Our support team is available Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific time. You can reach out by email, phone, or live chat, and we'll be happy to walk through any questions you have, both big or small. Consider us an extension of your team as you grow and manage your practice. Come get to know us at jane.app. We'd love to chat, whether you're already a customer or just want to learn more. 
Don't forget, listeners can mention the podcast at the time of sign up for a one month grace period applied to your new Jane account. I'll talk to you soon. So I'm curious your advice if someone is in that scaling phase and sort of the kind of more common systems that you end up helping providers with. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. And you're right. It becomes absolutely apparent if you talk to a solo provider, they'll say, oh, yeah, everything's great. Wait till they have about five employees. And then that's where you really start noticing. And so what happens is I call it you're putting pressure on on the systems. And so cracks are starting to become evident. And the the most important systems or the main systems that I notice in healthcare providers are these. There's five. So there is your marketing system. Some people think marketing is just a thing that you do to people, but I believe I believe it's a system. Um, it should be a system if it's not, because we should be in, engaging in marketing, whether it's just brand awareness or lead generation or, or whatever at all times. So you have your marketing system, your hiring on recruiting, hiring onboarding system, that whole funnel, because if you're a service provider, you can't really service people without providers. So that's important. And then I have what I call your intake system. So this one would be thinking about your practice as in a funnel, um, just like a sales funnel, but how you get clients or prospective clients in or patients into that funnel, and then what happens to them along their journey within your business. So that's its own system right there. And then a clinical system, whether that be mental health therapy, chiropractic, massage, dentistry, anything like the the actual um, meat of what you do would be its own system. And then the billing system. So it, whether it's whether you're taking insurance or whether it is all self-pay, it doesn't matter. You still have to have a system for cash in, cash out. So those are the the main five. And whenever people are working on their business and you're looking at that HHN, which basically tells you where to start of all the things that are that are going on in your business, where to start. In the foundational level of your business, which is sales, lies most of those systems. And so for people who are unsure about which system to shore up and to make sure is strong before scaling, um, I always just think about your business in the way that a, a client or a patient perceives it. So if a client or patient contacts your business for an appointment or, or whatever they may need, what do they touch first? And most of the time it is that client intake system. And so that is the one we start with because that controls your marketing, that controls your sales, that controls pretty much touches every other system. So that client intake system is the core system of most service industries. So you want to make sure that one's strong before you start to duplicate it. Absolutely. Casey, I'd love to hear before we close today, just a little bit more about your own personal story and, you know, why you decided to become a therapist and how you got to where you are now with owning, owning multiple businesses. So <laughs> I started out as a teacher. 
So I taught, I, I taught basically every grade and loved the children and loved working with the kids and, and loved the strategies. But there were so many limitations when it came to teaching. I found myself more involved in trying to um, give these kids some hope for the future and break cycles of poverty and abuse and found myself in that uh, focusing on that sometimes more than the actual uh, teaching of the content. And I was also really drawn to the kids that had special needs and the kids that were struggling. And so as a teacher, when you are forced to go back to get your master's degree, I decided, I think I'm going to do this in, in mental health counseling. And so I did. And I really just fell in love with everything about it. It was also something that was appealing to me because I think I knew as a little girl that I wanted to become a business owner. I think I knew that was just part of my future. I knew that with counseling, at least here in my state, you can hang a shingle the moment you graduate. You don't, it's, I'm not saying that's the best thing to do, but you can. And so the opportunities to become a business owner was, was there. And so, so that's what I did. And Actually, I was working for a nonprofit and worked there for quite a while and had an unexpected pregnancy, which caused me to be on bed rest. And like I'm talking, I had an emergency surgery. I was on flat bed rest. Apparently, they don't do that anymore. But uh, flat bed rest for almost five months. I couldn't work. I couldn't do anything. 16 hours a day, I was flat on my back. And I started... Well, I started going crazy. I was just bored and alone and miserable and uh, broke. And so <laughs> I uh, lost my job and they didn't do telehealth then. It wasn't a thing. So I spent the duration of my pregnancy doing two things. One, like praying that my baby was going to stay in place. And two, just thinking about how vulnerable I felt not being able to take care of myself and that I was so dependent on a company to make sure that I had a paycheck. And I thought, you know, like, I'm just, I'm, I have to do this. I have to start this business. I, I feel more confident and safer with myself. I trust myself more than I trust some company. And so I um, had the baby full term thankfully. And as soon as that happened, I just started a mental health practice. And I went into it knowing that I wanted to be able to create something where I could make money even if I was not the one working, like doing the actual job. And so I did that. And um, I tried really hard to just play off of my strengths and like, what am I naturally good at? And I think systems were just kind of one of those things where I really thrive with structure and order and it makes sense to me. And so I, I just started really focusing on that. And before I knew it, I had a, a pretty well-known business consultant reach out and say, Hey, like, do you, do you want to do some work with me? seems like you're doing something that other people aren't doing. And I thought, really? I, I didn't know. I had just worked in this little bubble for so long. I had no idea that this isn't normal or this wasn't what people were doing. 
And so I did that and it, it just took off. My practice took off. My consulting business took off. And I started having more time because whenever you're implementing systems, your business can run without you. And so before I knew it, I had, um, you know, a multi-million dollar practice with 75 plus providers and I wasn't doing any of the work. And um, so I had more time on my hands. And one of the things that I always dreamed of doing was writing a book, becoming an author. And so I started doing that. And just really enjoyed that type of work. And so, you know, I've, I've been doing that for the last couple of years now, and I'm still involved in my practice, but more in just like a vision um, capacity. And I have two more kids. So I have three, two dogs, <laughs> one puppy that I want to choke because he keeps oh my goodness. Peeing, peeing everywhere. Um, not really. I wouldn't choke him. He's too cute. But I can just say that my life now is not at all what I would have ever imagined it to be. And there's been some really tough, challenging times with becoming a business owner and a healthcare provider, but there's absolutely not one thing I would change about it. And I'm just so thankful that I had the community that I had, the support that I had and, um, I mean, now there's, whenever I started, there were no pod, I mean, there were, there were, but there wasn't a lot of podcasts. There wasn't a lot of support. So I'm just, I'm so grateful that podcasts like yours are out there for people to get support and help and not have to try to run their business in a bubble and, and reinvent the wheel every week. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically it. And now I've just tried to live life on my own terms and do what I want to do and create good experiences for my kids. And that's, that's where I'm at with it. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing, Casey. I appreciate that. I know you did want to do a special giveaway for our listeners. Sounds like mm-hmm. they can go to your website to capture that if you can explain that to them. Yeah, if you will go to the website, there is something called an FTN quick start. Just opt into that. It looks like you're buying something, but you're not. There's no there's no fee. And once you get in there, uh, there are lots of goodies. There is an assessment that you can take for your business that will help pinpoint your business's vital need and where you should start, how you should prioritize your to-do list. Um, there's a mini course in there that will help you diagnose and write a treatment plan for your practice. There are some behind the scenes footage and photos from the stories and the people that are in the book um, that I wrote. So lots of other things too, but that's a good way to check that out. And there is a free Facebook community as well. It will prompt you if you want to join that. And we are there to answer questions and offer as much support as you need. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being on Casey. It was great to chat with you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at wellnesscentercreators.com for more show notes and additional episodes. By the way, I love hearing from listeners. Please send me an email at Kendall, K-E-N-D-A-L-L at wellnesscentercreators.com with your feedback. And if you send me a question, maybe I'll read it on the show, anonymously, of course. Thanks so much again for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Wellness Center Creators Podcast.